Hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Well, it has been a while since we have visited with Hope College Athletic Director Tim Schoonfeld. We will solve that problem today. We visit with him this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Tim, the conference and D, at least at the D1 level, are realigning. How would you – that's not the question. I don't want to start with that page. Here we go. Well, it has been a while since we have visited with Hope College Athletic Director Tim Schoonfeld, and this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we will remedy that. Coach, a year ago, you were busy uh, getting your daughter married and doing things like that. Some travel this summer. Tell us about it. Yeah, um, and we've, we've had a great summer. I mean, I uh, kind of have my annual trip where I take uh, students for a senior seminar to Alaska, and so we did that in May, and uh, had a great time, and then actually was uh, able to experience uh, the program SEED uh, that we offer here for student-athletes, um, and took a group of students to the Dominican Republic and uh, worked with them, uh, some sport ministry, and um uh, water filters through Sawyer uh, International, and so uh, that was uh, just an amazing experience. And uh, I think everybody should travel with groups of Hope students. They uh, they're inspiring, they're motivating, they're fun, and uh, feel really blessed to be able to do that and to have those opportunities this summer. You and I talked a year or so ago about this concept of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Part of that is diversity of experience, and obviously trips like that allow those athletes to see a different part of the world than perhaps they see in West Michigan. Yeah, I mean, def- definitely. You know, we send, we send four trips out. There's a trip in Zambia right now. We went to the Dominican. There's a group that went to Costa Rica, and, um, you know, and then one that went to Uganda, and I think, you know, I think, I think so often we think when you take a trip like this, hey, we're going into these communities to kind of help them. And I think in reality, um, I think they're far more useful for uh, changing our perspective, uh, giving us better perspective. They're far more useful for seeing how other people live. And I think in, in most respects, um, I think our groups and students come back changed and transformed. Uh, far more than what we've done in those communities. And, and again, that those communities there were partnered with great organizations. But, um, yeah, it's been really, really impactful. Uh, I think we hear from students all the time, kind of life-changing, life-altering, transformational, which is really what we're trying to do. And that's, that's the impact of, you know, uh, rarely are we going to have somebody go play professionally, but uh, we're going to have people who we want their perspective uh, on the world and others uh, to be uh, enlightened and their eyes opened. And, and I think that's what one of the beautiful benefits of, of these trips. His is the voice of Tim Schoonfeld. He's the Hope College Athletic Director. He visits with us this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Tim, you use the term student-athlete all the time, and 15 MIAA Team GPA awards were given out. Uh, that's got to make you pretty happy. Yeah, it's actually... It's fantastic, and I think uh, we, we're very pleased with that. I think you know what 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 doesn't happen, and I think uh, if I, if I'm correct on my statistics, I think 21 of our 22 teams, varsity uh, intercollegiate teams, uh, finished with a 3.0 or higher uh, cumulatively, and uh, I think that that's just unbelievable. And I think even our one that was under was just barely under, um, and so I think you know that's that's the kind of thing that we're here. We're here to 
graduate them. We're here to educate them. Um, and, uh, you know, we're super proud of the academic progress and, and look forward to another great year with them. I may have this wrong, and I'll let you correct me. I don't think Hope College does a valedictorian, but it's probably also the case that the smartest senior on campus last year was on your women's basketball team. Well, you, you're, you're stumping me right now. i got to think, yeah, yeah possibly. Um, you know, I, I would uh, I would never say the, uh, but yeah, we've got we've got some amazing, outstanding students. You know, and they they do when you get to the national tournament, um, or actually kind of the championships, then they give away this elite ninety award. Um, you know, and we we consistently are having people who are winning those awards uh, when we get to those championships, and so we feel really blessed. And I think that's just another thing when you talk about you know hope. Um, you know, academic success. I think we have competitive uh, excellence where we win. And then I think we're also having, you know, this transformation where you can take trips like this, where you can spend time with the chaplain of athletics, um, you know, where you have coaches and others on this campus who are just deeply invested in them. And I think that's just a really huge um, deal. And so I think we feel really, really blessed. Hope's an amazing place. I think you're about a week or so away from some football players landing on campus. What is your prep as an AD look like for fall right now? My prep is a lot less uh, than what Coach Sturzma and his staff uh, is up to when you're getting ready for 130-ish gentlemen coming on campus. But, um, yeah, we, um, you know, I, I say this, respectfully the the rhythm of what we do slows down in the summer but really like there's just always things ready to happen and so uh, it's constantly preparing for the fall there's a lot of things that you have to you know get uh done you know four six eight weeks in advance and so we spend a lot of time doing that uh it's onboarding new coaches uh or new staff you know there's always kind of uh some assistance and stuff like that that maybe leave or change so that becomes part of the deal and so, yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've just kind of uh, continued on and, and slow and steady for the summer, and uh, now we're almost there to uh, fall teams moving in, and we're looking forward to having the students back. Hearing Voices with Scott Watson is available 24 hours a day at whtc.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you at the Scott J. Watson. We wind up with Tim Schoonfeld this morning. Football looking for a bounce back year. What are some of the other highlights that we can, as fans, look forward to uh, for the fall season? Yeah, I mean, I I think um, you know we're we're always really excited. I mean, we were blessed. I think again to to be able to win the Commissioner's Cup last year. We finished twenty sixth in the national, the Learfield standings, uh, which are some of our best finishes uh, ever as an institution. And I think. Um, you know, for us, uh, it's continuing to like strive for the excellence that I think we're called to do. But I think it's really recognizing. Um, it, I think a lot of it is about like how you do it, and it's about um, you know w- we aren't just trying to win. Like like if if all there was to it was the, your placement in the Learfield standings or in the Commissioner's Cup, it could be a really unfulfilled. Uh, uh, role and option. And I think for us, it's about, it's all about, you know, the process and how we're trying to create student athletes, uh, how we're trying to impact their lives, how we're trying to create, I think the friction to be able to transform them that they can experience transformation. 
And I think when you're doing things the right way, uh, I think things, uh, you know, really go well in the end. And I think that's, that's the deal. Like it, so it isn't for us as we come in with our, um, coaches and really with our athletes that we're saying you better win and you better finish in this place. In fact, we rarely really talk about that until after the fact, but we're really talking about, Hey, how are you growing men and women, um, that are strong, confident, uh, that can be resilient, that can, uh, attack life and kind of go after it. And I think if we're doing those things, I think the results sort of on the field court track, pool you know the, the the results i think come from that and i think it's it's definitely more of a long-term view than it is kind of this short term but i also think um it creates kind of for meaningful opportunities for our student athletes and for our coaches um as they you know seek to keep impacting lives he is hope college athletic director tim schoonfeld i'll have more with tim tomorrow i will ask hard questions we'll talk about co- college athletics in general student safety, and lawsuits. That's tomorrow morning on Hearing Voices. This morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we continue my visit with Hope College Athletic Director Tim Schoonfeld. Tougher questions today, Tim. Um, We look at the D1 level and the major conferences, the one that Michigan is in the middle of, geographically the Big Ten, is part of major realignment. Is the MIAA talk at all about adding or losing members? Well, I think, I mean, I think that's one of the, um, I, I don't know if the right word is scary, but it's one of the things that like we have to, we have to call out, you know, we're so much, division three is so much different than division one. I mean, it's just like, there's no comparison. And so I think when some people want to just talk college athletics, they throw us all into kind of the same box or the same bowl. And I think like, we're just not anywhere near that. So I don't, I don't, I don't anticipate anything near that um, in Division Three. Uh, although I, you know, I do think you know some of our revenue and stuff comes from um, the men's basketball tournament at the D three level, and so I think as money and different things change, I mean, I think in the next five to ten years, you're going to see some different structures, and um, you know, you're going to there. We need to be kind of diligent in our process with that. Um, you know, with that being said, I mean, over the years, over my time, I mean, we've had discussions. We've even had some schools um, that have expressed an interest in joining uh, the MIAA. None of them have come to fruition or worked out well for a variety of reasons. Um, I think with Calvin adding football, um, that has probably put uh, expansion, like at least slowed it a little bit uh, because I think um, it's a little bit easier now to get football opponents now that we have that uh, seventh team. Um, so I think that that's kind of slowed. Um, and I also think, you know, you're not seeing a lot of movement, um, you know, across the board. And, and I think, you know, uh, because of our limited budgets and some of the things like that, um, you know, like travel and geography actually matter quite a bit. Um, and so, you know, like if you think for us, to start a different league or to go to a different league, you know, there'd be significant travel implications. There'd be significant implications for us from a missed class standpoint. And I think that that would kind of go against a lot of the um, pieces of what we're, you know, trying to do here. So I don't anticipate that. I don't think that that's been on the radar, um, you know, too much anymore. Um, But I would never say never uh, in today's world. And I think, you know, as, 
Um, you know, my opinion, just not hopes, but my opinion, you know, as, as money corrupts uh, some of the D1 stuff and is forcing people to do things. And, I mean, the Pac-12 is a 108-year-old conference, and it just blows up in, like, three days. You know, I mean, that's, that's a pretty amazing deal that's just based, you know, almost solely on money and revenue and what they can take in. And so I think, um, you know, I think we're going to try to hold true to some of the um, the standards of what hope, you know, hope and really division three stands for. Um, and I think, I think it's about a lot more than just, uh, finances and that type of a thing. So he is hope college athletic director, Tim Schoonveld. He joins me this morning on hearing voices with Scott Watson. We're available at whtc.com. Also Apple, Google, and Spotify. You mentioned Calvin and football. We wouldn't expect anybody starting football to be really good right out of the gate, but I would ask, what are your discussions like regarding not just the competition, but how you might leverage that with respect to the rivalry? That's a little bit of a trick question there, Scott. I'm going to, I'm going to not take the bait maybe, but um, no, you know what? I would say this. Calvin's a great school. Um, Calvin uh, has great athletic programs across the board. I think they invest uh, financially in facilities and in the resources of their program. And so there's no doubt that they are going to be um, a really good uh, program in Division Three in football. And, uh, you know, how, how that plays out um, and timing and all of that, you know, that certainly remains to be seen. Obviously, uh, it's going to be really fun, I mean, to have a Hope Calvin football game. Um, every year, um, you know, we get to alternate that in terms of hosting. Like, that's just going to be really exciting, uh, I think, for our fans, for our community, um, you know, and it, and it should be fun. I, I, I was blessed enough, you know, to be at Holland Christian 20 years ago or 25 years ago when they started football. And, um, you know, it, it creates some excitement and some enthusiasm. And so, um, you know, I think, I think it will just kind of enhance the rivalry um, you know, even even more than it already is. So we're looking forward to that, and, and uh, we're focused on kind of our season and what we've got coming up. Two really tough questions because it's been in the news. Northwestern, which is a school like Hope with a great academic institution, has fired three of their head coaches because of hazing. The coaches have said that they had no idea what was going on. Talk to me a little bit about what's in place at hope to make sure that the coaches know what's going on and that hazing's not an issue. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being really honest, that's one of the things that kind of would keep probably administrators and probably even some of our coaches up at night. Um, you know, our, our world, um, and our, um, what we do is based on 18 to 22 year olds. And, um, choices they make, decisions they make, um, all those things. And so I think that that's a very difficult, um, you know, hey, do they make poor choices? I I mean, I know I made poor choices when I was 18 to 22. And so, um, you know, I think think that it's it's trying to provide um, education. It's trying to provide, uh, like, a safety net. Uh, I think it's trying to provide uh, opportunities for, uh, meaningful dialogue and discussion um, so that you are getting to the bottom of that. And I think, um, 
you know, there's no room in there for hazing. Uh, obviously, you know, for us, there's hazing, there's drug and alcohol policy, there's gambling, um, there's sexual violence. Um, there's some things that the NCAA is sort of mandating. So we're mandated for sexual violence training um, that we have to attest to. Um, we're, um, uh, there's an expectation of a drug and alcohol policy that's enforced on campus. Um, you know, gambling, uh, hazing are all prohibited. Um, but I think, you know, those are, those are really difficult things, um, to be able to, um, work through. So yeah, we're, um, you know, we're, uh, obviously working to educate our coaches, um, on a variety of those things. And I think I would add probably mental health to that also, um, uh, a variety of things, how to handle those. Uh, we have, uh, some suicide prevention training, QPR training, all of those types of things that we try to put in there. And uh, I think, again, um, you know, for all of us, there's, there's like, you just need to be vigilant that there's discussions. And then I think you need to be really fully kind of present and aware to like be talking with students and uh, aware of that. And I think we're pretty blessed at Hope College. Um, you know, that like whether our students are close to athletic administrators, coaches, athletic trainers, or they're really close to their professors or somebody in their dorm or those types of things, we're trying to create environments where hey, good things are happening and positive things are happening that are transforming their lives and, um, and continuing to work through that. But I would be definitely lying if I didn't say, um, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't notice those things because that's a scary deal. And, um, you know, again, I don't know Pat Fitzgerald or anybody at Northwestern, but, you know, they would have been viewed as a pretty squeaky clean uh, program and some of those types of things. And, and so to have that stuff come out, you know, I think real really shows, um, you know, that it can happen anywhere. And, uh, you know, I think I think one of the biggest things is that you just cannot sweep things under the rug or you cannot just um, kind of ignore when you hear things, but you have to really dive deep and today's day and age like that's 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 hard uh but i think like that's the expectation for all of us and that's you know the expectation to create a safe uh, environment for our student athletes one more really tough question that i probably promise that they will get a little bit easier butler university is a school that hope competes with on some level for students geographically it's close they're similar with their liberal arts background uh, they're facing a number of lawsuits regarding their athletic training staff does Hope have safeguards in place, not just to protect the kids, but to protect the athletic trainers? Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know the specific scenario, so I, 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 I don't want to speak too ignorantly to, um, you, you know, the exact scenario. I mean, there's definitely like liability protections in place. Um, for athletic training in terms of that, um, you know, there's some expectations of that you're working under uh, like a team physician who has to sign off on things. Um, and then, you know, we're trying to kind of stay vigilant, uh, you know, both as administrators in, in communication with them, but also, you know, we have our HR um, set up, you know, this year we, we did hire Kevin Walma. You maybe saw that um, to kind of be our um, assistant athletic director in terms of, um, uh, student athlete uh, wellness and really I would say wellness overall is, is one of the things that we're working on for all of our uh, staff and I think we're recognizing that student athlete wellness is critical and, and very important um, but 
as important is probably the, that our staff is also in good place as they try to lead. And I think I say a lot of times, if you can't lead yourself, you can't lead other people. And I think that's one of the things, too, of for us to try to make sure that our staff is, is really taken care of and, and worked through. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, um, you know, and I think, you know, you and I are of similar ages, probably, Scott, and so of, of being able to, um, you know, you know, think through, hey, 30 years ago was just a lot different. <laughs> and there were just no safeguards and no things in place. But you know, now we're really, uh, you know, just trying to be vigilant about that, making sure we're not, um, you know, putting uh, putting males and females in unique spots, uh, you know, windows, doors, things like that, um, that are all like, you know, allowing for um, everything to be done uh, with the utmost integrity and respect. We will have more with Tim Schoonfeld tomorrow morning on Hearing Voices. This morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we wind up our three-day visit with Hope College Athletic Director Tim Schoonfeld. Tim, we've learned over this summer and really over the last decade or so that money is a huge part of college sports. How much revenue pressure is there at the Division Three level? Um, no, I, I, I would. I mean, I can only speak really for Hope. Um, I would say Hope. We are super blessed. So, uh, you know, Tom Bilesmar, CFO, Doug Van Dyken, who heads the business services. Um, I mean, they just, they're supportive of us. They've been very great uh, and gracious with us. Um, you know, we try really hard to work together um, to, you know, it's not always just about us asking for more money because everybody wants more, um, but it's trying to make maximum use of the money that we have, the resources that we have. And I think overall, um, we feel like we're pretty blessed financially. Uh, in saying that, I think there's also a reality of um, for us to continue to do, you know, we talked about some things yesterday and programs and um, trainings and all those types of things and investing in coaches and athletes for us to continue to enhance and move the needle to transform. Like there are just some additional resources. And so, you know, part of that for us um, is recognizing that as an institution, there's only going to be so much money that's allocated to athletics and it, and we're not Michigan or Michigan state or, you know, where we're getting a $30 million, you know, cut of TV revenue or something like that. And so we're trying to look at, Hey, are there alternate ways for us to, um, you know, raise some additional revenue? We've had some great friends of the program that have given to the orange and blue fund. We have some people that are giving, you know, individually to programs to enhance, what we're doing there. We also have really tried to tie in with kind of a sponsorship and underwriting. Um, we have some anchor partners, um, you know, headed up by LVZ Financial that um, are, are starting to contribute uh, funds to our program that then we're using um, to, I think, really enhance our program. And, and uh, you know, we're going to be real. Uh, the college, you know, we're no different than, uh, you know, your household or mine in that, uh, hey, inflation is a big hit. You know, when you go to a hotel, it's more expensive. When you buy food on the road, you know, you're, you're not getting uh, a dinner for a lineman on the football team for eight bucks like you used to. <laughs> um, and if you are, they're very hungry when they're done with that. And so, um, you know, we're having to kind of be creative and know that like at our level, there is a ceiling 
for what can be contributed, particularly in terms of when, you know, a bunch of our, uh, most of our revenue at the college comes from tuition dollars. So we're trying to get creative uh, and, and that's kind of friends of the program, you know, donors, um, you know, things that are really invested in kind of what we're trying to do. And, and again, hopefully not invested in us because we win games, although that's a part of what we do, but really invested in us so that we can um, change lives uh, of these student athletes so that they can go out and make a difference in the world. And I think if more than anything, that's really what we need today is we need students who are going out and are being game changers in the world. And I think the world needs it. And um, so that's really what we're trying to do and why we're trying to do what we do. Um, and uh, we hope to continue on with that. He is Hope College Athletic Director Tim Schoonfeld. He joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. You and I talked uh, last year, and you said somewhere in the neighborhood of three to five kids probably had very minimal NIL deals. Is that going to be similar this year, or do you not know yet? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I would say even with some of the changes now that are going on, um, you know, uh, you know, the IRS has said that it can't be uh, kind of a not-for-profit uh, when they do NIL stuff through schools and some of that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I would say that's for surely going to be the case. Um, that's going to come, and, and I think, you know, we're, we're educating, we're working on it. Um, you know, most, most of the stuff right now that we're seeing for just general students is really um, based on um, – you marketing and branding. So, you know, if, if you can market and brand, if you have a large uh, social media following, those types of things, yeah, then, then you're going to have some options out there. Um, you know, there's an occasional uh, student or two that could do that, but I think for the most part, um, there's, there's, it's, it's going to be a fairly minimal uh, type of a thing right there. Uh, even though I think, I think there are some that are doing it, but not a lot. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. I would love to hear from you. You can email me, hearingvoicesradio at gmail.com. And, of course, if you're polite, I promise to respond. You mentioned uh, a new associate athletic director in charge of wellness. You've got some new staff on the football team and a new softball coach. Um, what's the onboarding process for them look like? And are there any other changes that I'm not aware of? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I mean, we, we sometimes joke about that because we don't, um, you know, we've had so little change uh, over, the, like, my 15 years. You know, so many of our coaches have been here long-term that, uh, you know, an onboarding has just been something that we haven't had to do very much of. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I can speak to Michelle, our, our new softball coach, Michelle Brander. Um, she comes to us from Jenison and, and Elite, and she's, um, going to be a fantastic addition to us, you know, for her, it's, it's really just talking about, Hey, how do we get her connected with everybody on campus? So she understands more about this place, more about the resources that we have. How do we connect her with Alan Babbitt, with our admissions team, um, you know, with her secondary role with softball, um, you know, and what are we doing? So it's really, uh, you know, our staff is just spending a lot of time, uh, engaging in that and uh, trying to kind of walk with her and uh, do a variety of, of different things. And that's really the case for kind of all of our staff. So, um, yeah, we're, we're very excited. We feel like, once again, we've got, a, a, 
you know, just an outstanding staff. And, uh, you know, I think, I think as people move on, there's, that's, there's some good in that too. Um, you know, they're moving on to, to better opportunities. They're moving on to different ones. And then it gives us a chance to try to figure out, Hey, how do we, how do we enhance and do, um, do things at a little bit higher level. We wind up with Hope College Athletic Director Tim Schoonfeld this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Uh, COVID seems like a long time ago, and yet athletically there are still some students choosing to do that extra COVID year. What impact will that have this year, and how is that impacting recruiting across the board? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's impacted uh, too much of us from a recruiting standpoint. Um, you know, we're, we're still doing the same things and really trying to, to work at that. Um, you know, sometimes though the, you know, somebody that sticks around, that's your best recruit, right? If you can convince a, a fourth year, uh, starter to come back again for a fifth year, that's, that really, um, speaks, uh, highly to it. And so I think that that's, um, you know, that's part, that's part of the deal. Um, I, I, I should probably know this. I think that this is the last year. Um, of them, although I do think that our seniors this year would have the opportunity to uh, stick around for another semester. So, I, but I think you know some of that's interesting because you just don't know who's coming back in different areas either. So um, you know who's coming back from some of our opponents and um, or who's not, and uh, all of that. I think probably a, a bigger you know deal is the transfer portal is a little bit more of the. Um, is a little bit more of the issue that we see where people are kind of still transferring all over if they get those extra years. And so um, you're just not sure what you're getting. And we've been on the good side of that and benefited. And we've also been on the bad side of that. And so that's just kind of, it is what it is. And, you know, I think we're just going to keep focusing on being the best that we can be here and doing things the right way. And, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, put our teams up against anyone and feel good about that. Three days with Tim Schoonfeld, very busy this time of year and about to get even busier. Hard to beat. Tim, thanks for the visit this week on Hearing Voices. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate talking.